see if you gon' lie, you gon' love me. I was getting bras way before I got the money. Honey, since I've been a star, they don't love me. The ceiling got stars when the star got no ceiling. Stick it out, poke it out, stick it out, poke it out. Hey, yeah, she got a little butt, so what? Big back, she can show enough. Stick it out, stick it out, poke it out. Cause I ain't left the city once to travel abroad, nigga. I'm back on my bar shit. The stick in the Honda Civic, we in the car service. I really just mind my business and pray that God sold him. Can't really be long winded. You talking short money today, we not cost cutting. Can you stick it out? Tell me she was quarantined and bring new cities out. And there might be a couple weeks that made them bitches bounce. So I mean it when I be like, what's that turn around? No, really turn around. Okay, I just wanna see if you gon' lie, you gon' love me. I was getting bras way before I got the money. Since I've been a star, they don't love me. The ceiling got stars when the star got no ceiling. Stick it out, poke it out, stick it out, poke it out. Hey, yeah, she got a little butt, so what? Big back, she can show enough. Alright, 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 cut that, cut that, cut that. Let me tell y'all something, man. This your boy King No, man. This is King No Uncensored. We got the new episode. We got the, uh,. Hottest and most controversial opinion in the streets right now. I don't speak for the streets. I speak for my motherfucking self. Let me tell you something about what just what just went, what just happened right there. Wale got a hit. <laughs> like the sample didn't get me. It it's just it's just this fucking song, man. This song is catchy. The song got the lyrics, the song got the beat, the song got the, this shit, man, we going, we, I guess we going to start off with something else and then we're going to come back to this, okay, because that song right there, boy, alright, man, Denver gives Michael... Porter Jr. The Bag. We're going to start off with that. We're going to switch from music to the goddamn NBA because it's a couple of couple of things that's going on here in the NBA. Um, Michael Porter Jr. can make up to $205 million dollars. If he makes the All-NBA team, which I think he will make within five years. Five-year, $207 max extension. But if he doesn't make the All-NBA team, he will make $172 million. Now, first of all, my thoughts on this is that's too much damn money. Number one, I would have gave him five years and 120. 130 at the max. But 172, that could be 205. God damn. So you got technically... Maybe a potential big three in Denver. If Michael Porter Jr. steps up 
unlike this is the thing Denver killing me right now Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr. did not show up in the fucking Phoenix series you remember Denver got swept y'all do remember that right I don't have amnesia Aaron Gordon got 84 million dollars and shit didn't he get 84 million let me check man for context you know how niggas like to correct motherfuckers and shit bitch Yep, four-year extension over 90. It'll be a four-year, $92 million extension. God damn, so you get $92 million and up to $205 million for not showing up in a playoff series. Damn, GMs are dumb these days, boy. I mean, they did the same thing with Ben Simmons, but Michael Porter Jr. is better than Ben Simmons. And Aaron Gordon is not. And he still cashed out. I mean, shout out to him. Get your money, black man, or should I say light-skinned man. (laughs) Get your money, light-skins. But goddammit, that's too much goddamn money to not do shit when it matters. Like, I ain't seen that one of them. Did they even check in the game and log minutes? Like, we can pull up them numbers right now. We can pull up them numbers right now, and I can show you why they don't deserve all that money. Now, Aaron Gordon, I would have gave him $60 million for four years. That's, that's Aaron Gordon money right there. You know, but in today's NBA with inflation and all that extra shit, You got to overpay to keep the team together. I can dig that. But Denver's problem is not necessarily um, the players. It's the coaching. Like Mike Mike, uh, Malone ran those guys into the ground. And that's probably why they didn't step up or couldn't step up. They couldn't raise their fucking hands. It was playing 40 minutes. Let me look at Aaron Gordon's playoff numbers. Let's see. Let's see what Aaron Gordon did last year, right? All right. Game one against Phoenix, he scored 18 points. Game two, six points on, uh, let's see. Ooh, Jesus. Three of seven shooting. Aaron Gordon had four points on two of ten shooting. And Aaron Gordon had eight on three of eight shooting. All right, let's see what Michael Porter Jr. did in the playoffs last year against Phoenix. We're not going to talk about the first series. Just talking specifically when they needed him the most. Game one, Michael Porter Jr. had 15 points on um, six of 13 shooting. Game two, he had 11 points 
on three of 13 shooting. Um, game three had 15 points on five of 13 shooting. Game four, he showed up a little bit too late, might I add, but seven to 16, that's not necessarily too bad. And it was close, but Phoenix completed the sweep. It's a little bit too late. It's too late to apologize. It's too late. Dude was throwing up more bricks than Sosa. But again, why? 205 minutes. Listen. I understand that Michael Porter Jr. is a, a big piece of the pie here. And he had so much potential. And I am happy that he cashed out. That's not my concern. My concern is y'all might have cashed out a little bit too much because in that Western Conference, you need all the help you can get. I mean, Murray's definitely going to come back with a vengeance. Joker's, you know, was the MVP. And Porter Jr. is the perimeter scorer, but he needs to learn how to play perimeter defense. Aaron Gordon is, I guess, the relief for the, the, the big three over there. And Aaron Gordon's still young. I'm not denying the fact that he can can't can or can't play basketball. I'm just saying, like, he didn't step up when it mattered. That's all I really care about. I don't give a fuck about regular season shit. And then, who the fuck is the two in Denver? I mean, is Will Barton going to step in and play the two? Uh, didn't Will Barton uh, come back? Let me let me check for context. Okay, he still plays for Denver. All right, that's fine. So it's gonna be Murray, Barton, Porter Jr., Gordon, and Jokic. Pretty good team, playoff team. Monte Morris is a beast. Jamichael Green was a great pickup. Underrated pickup. But whatever. Let's move on to Ben Simmons versus Joel Embiid. Seems like Simmons is not fucking with the Sixers as a staff, record label, or as a motherfucking crew. He said that playing with Joel Embiid... Technically, he said that playing with Embiid is not going to do anything further to further his career. Are you fucking serious, dude? Joel Embiid was playing injured, was averaging 30 points and 13 rebounds, bro. You hella disrespectful, my guy. You hella disrespectful, my dude. How is that holding back your career when you have a a winner? This man in the playoffs was averaging 21 points, no, 28 points and 11 rebounds, dog. Shut your bitch ass up, Ben Simmons. Shut your motherfucking ass up. I already destroyed you on two of my shows. And it looks like I have to destroy you a third time. Let's see what you did in the playoffs, pussy. 11, 12 points per game. 9 assists and 8 rebounds. 12 points. 12 points. 
That's a goddamn shame. Case dismissed. Now, however, Embiid responds as he says that the management decided to build around Ben Simmons and catered to his his ass. They got rid of Jimmy Butler. He felt like getting rid of Jimmy Butler was a big mistake. And you motherfucking right. Because guess what? Butler went to the finals. Y'all motherfuckers ain't never went to the finals. That shows Jimmy Butler's value versus you and Ben Simmons' value together. You know, Embiid tried to save face after he threw Simmons under the bus and say, we want him back. But Simmons was like, fuck y'all. Which is cool. I understand. That the relationship is beyond repair. And Simmons is willing to leave millions of dollars on the table. This dude can miss out on making $33 million sitting out a whole season, bro. This is the first... I think this is the second year of that extension that he got. He can make 33 mil. He can miss 33 mil because he's being a petty little bitch. Are you crazy? Nigga, I don't give a fuck if I got beef with whoever, whoever, whoever. I'm playing, bitch. I'm playing. 33 M's? Wow. And side note, before we get to the main event, right? I'm already 13 minutes in. Before we get to the main event, New Music Fridays, which should be called Mid Music Fridays, which is the title of this shit, right? Mid Music Fridays, because it's a lot of mid packs being released today. There's only two that I listen to, right? I gotta, I gotta... I got a beef with the NBA, man. They are making these motherfuckers take this vaccine. Now, me, I fall under the anti-vaxxers. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm not taking that shit, bitch. I'm not putting shit in my system that could possibly fuck my body up even more. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I had the fucking COVID-19. My body, body fought through that shit. I was able to survive it and I was able to go back to my regular fucking life. I'm not taking that vaccine. And there's rumors out there that they are going to take the money away from Bradley Beal, Andrew Wiggins, Dwight Howard, um, um, Kyrie Irving, and Jonathan Isaac if they don't get you know the shot and that's some whole ass shit that's not in their contracts you know you got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar old ass who needs the vaccine coming at these young niggas who really don't need this vaccine I understand Kareem's perspective because he's an old ass nigga and he needs the fucking vaccine because if he gets COVID-19 that motherfucker might croak. I get it. Older people or people with more fucked up with fucked up immune systems definitely need to take the vaccine. I'm with that shit. But my immune system is fine. I'm sure Kyrie's immune system is fine. Andrew Wiggins and whoever did not agree to take the vaccine. I'm sure their immune systems are fine. Now, I can completely understand that anyone can die 
from the COVID-19, healthy or not. I understand the risks. Anyone can die. But guess what? Anybody healthy or not can die from the flu or pneumonia too. So I don't want to hear that fuck ass shit, man. I don't want to hear that shit, bro. Now let's move on to mid music. I mean, new music Fridays. Oh man, I'm gonna save the be- I'm gonna save week mill for last or mid mill. Lil Wayne and Rich the Kid released a group album today called Trust Fund Babies. I didn't have many expectations of this. But who knew that Wayne and Rich the Kid had a decent chemistry? Now Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne was going, you know, drag Rich the Kid throughout this whole project. We know this. Lil Wayne is a, a, a veteran, you know what I'm saying? He's a guy that just won't let go. You know, Wayne is past his prime, but he has a lot of moments where he still comes out there and shows that he's still, you know, one of the best, one of the 50, one of the 40 best rappers in the to ever touch the microphone. I'm not denying Wayne isn't great. I'm just saying, like, dog, stop rapping, dog. God damn. But then, you know, they'll say, what about E-40 and Too Short? You don't tell them to stop rapping. Because E-40 and Too Short age like fine wine. Those dudes are still pretty fucking good. Although, I got Wayne definitely above Too Short. I'm not sure if he's above E-40. I have to really look at my list to see where I rank Wayne in E40. Yeah, I got Wheezy above E40. But E40 is a little bit more consistent with his discography than Wayne's discography. And so it's too short. That's why I won't tell, you know, E40 and Too Short to stop rapping. But anyway, Trust Fund Babies had some good moments on here. Um, shh. Yeah, the track called Shish. Man, that shit is crazy, bro. That shit is fire. That shit is catchy. Um, still, I like still a lot. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. Buzzin's that joint. Buzzin' is crazy. Buzzin' is fire, bro. It's only 10 tracks. Headlock. Headlock was fire. Headlock was hella fire, bro. Trust Fund Babies was a pretty decent project from them, too. One of the better group releases of the year. In my personal opinion. Now we're going to get to Meek Mill Expensive Pain. You want me to be honest. I mean this is King Known Uncensored baby. You can't get more honest than uncensored. This is Meek Mill's worst album. 
it's not necessarily mediocre. I I say this is Donda and certified lover boy level. This isn't a top 50 music release. I don't think this would probably make top 50 released rap albums this year either. There's too many good artists out there that released really good projects. You know, I have a lot to say about Meek Mill. And this is the equivalent of... This is the equivalent of Kwame Brown's Mama's Cooking. Meek Mill is overrated. Yes, he's a former King Known Award MVP. Yes, I'm saying this about a former MVP. A lot of people have told me over the years that Meek Mill was overrated, but I was not paying attention. This is before we get into the album. I'm just having a real talk. Meek Mill, honestly, is probably the weakest out of his class. I don't think that he is better than a lot of people that came out when he came out. Like, he's not better than the Wale's, the J. Cole's, the Absol's, the J. Rock's, the Schoolboy Q's, the Nipsey Hussle's, the, uh, 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 uh. He not better than fucking Big Crit. You know what I'm saying? Shit, I, I think Lil Baby better than Meek Mill right now, if you want me to be completely honest. Meek Mill barely cracks that top 25 hottest rappers, you know, list for me. He barely cracks it. He on the list, though. He not fucking with Sean. He not fucking with Joyner Lucas. He not fucking with, um, Reason. He's not fucking with, um, you know, I know a lot of y'all gonna be in y'all feelings because Meek Mill has put out great music, has put out a classic album and great music over the years and countless amount of hit records. But we're not talking about 20... We're not talking about early 2010s Meek. That 2010 to like 2015 Meek. And then, you know, he dropped off a little bit. Then he bounced back. And that championships Meek. You know what I'm saying? But let's move on into Expensive Pain. Now, the intro, he raps on Hate On Me and Dog, Meek. That Shut the fuck up. Switch your flow up. Your shit is garbage. What you trying to kick knowledge, Meek? Now, I understand using the blueprint. Now, I understand, like, Meek Mills had some great intros over the years some magical fucking intros every one of meek mills intros is fire but this one hate on me is kind of whack the beat is fire i give you that outside is probably the worst song on here all my soul was a little bit better i like that one Share locations with Baby and Dirk. I enjoyed that. The title track, I love the vibe, but the track is just mid at best. I mean, Kaylani, you know what I'm saying? Kaylani can't do no wrong. The only bad song that she ever appeared on was the track she recorded for Eminem's Revival. Um, 
the B.I.B. I sample track was okay. I just like the beat, though. Moneybag Yo killed hot. Um, We Slide, I like that one. My favorite track on here is Tweaking. That's the Meek Mill. He should have had about three more tweakings. Because that shit fire. Love that. Blue Notes 2, I enjoyed that. The second half of this project was good. It was really good. I like the second half of that shit. With the exception of Flamer's Flow, because first of all, this is like the outro, I guess. And I guess he was trying to go back to the Flamer's mixtapes that made Meek Mill into like a a, 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 a mixtape legend. You know, he had that Flamer series back in the day before he was famous and shit. Cold Hearted 3. Um, it's definitely the weakest Cold Hearted, but Cold Hearted 3 was good though. Cold Hearted 1 was a classic. With Puff. The original Cold Hearted was crazy. Um, yeah, Blue Notes 2 with Uzi. Fucking fire. I like that one. Um, Halo with Brent Fires. Probably one of my favorite songs on here. Even though I'm not a Brent Fires fan. He's just a, a, a dingy party. Respectfully. A dingy version of Party Next Door. But Tweaking. That's my shit. I like Tweaking. But honestly, bro. This project overall is super... I mean... I I didn't put that much expectation on this. Because, you know, it's hard to beat an album like Championships. And I knew he wasn't going to come out with a classic. But I thought he was capable of at least a decent album. Expensive Pain made me uh, appreciate Dream Chasers 4 a lot more. And I feel like Meek Mill was trying to, uh, he borrowed a little bit too much of Drake's vibe for this album. It was a couple of songs that sound like they could be Drake songs. Like, um, Expensive Pain, Love Train, Love Money, um, um, Halo. Those all sound like Niggas, 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 niggas was biting. Niggas was biting Drake's style and shit. Not the flow, but I'm just talking about like the production choice. Um, this album isn't necessarily mediocre, but it's knocking on that door. And Meek. You're way better than this, dog. Yes, I said that you weren't better than your counterparts, but that doesn't mean that you're trash as an MC. You are way better than this project. The album looks like the cover. It's a bunch of bullshit drawn on. It looks like that cover looks like a three-year-old drew it. And the album sounds like a three-year-old put it together. 
I feel like this. Meek Mill is so much better than what this album has to offer. And this is his worst album, bro. Probably, I think that EP that he put out was better than this. The EP he put out, like, I think it was either, I think it was earlier this year or at the end of last year, some shit like that. The little four pack that he put out, I think that's better than this. As I said, it had good moments on here. It's not like it's all bad and it's just like a piece of trash. It's not as bad as Pooh Shiesty's album. <laughs> that Pooh Shiesty album was one of the worst albums this year. I said it. This one better than that. I think I think Donda's better than this. I think Certified Lover Boy is better than this. Yeah, I said it. Certified Lover Boy is killing this shit. Donda's better than this. And you know what I had to say about those two projects. But overall, I just think that this project was disappointing. I think that Meek Mill is a lot more capable than this. And it's just sad that Meek Mill has completely dumbed it down. But when he first came out, I thought he had the potential to be like a legend. I don't think Meek Mill is a legend. I don't think Meek Mill is going to end up a top 100 rapper. Because there's too many great rappers that came out. But. Um, allegedly, you know, before I get up out of here, right? Allegedly, you know, while we're still on the Meek Mill subject. Meek Mill, I mean, this might, you know, this is allegedly his last album on Maybach Music Group. He wants to sign the Rock Nation directly. And, you know, that would be a good look because, you know, Jay, you know, you know, Meek Mill's always up Jay and Beyonce's butt crack. So this would be fitting for him to directly sign over there. And, you know, there's been rumors of tension between him and Ross because, he wanted initially for Ross to let him out of his contract. Rick Ross is like, look, man, I put you in the game. Without me, you'd be that dirty, dusty-ass nigga with those filthy-looking braids wheeling, wheeling a fucking moped down the street if it wasn't for me. So I could completely understand where Ross would be coming from if this is even true. But um, I feel like... Um, Meek should just fulfill the contract as he did and then move on to other endeavors. But shout out to Ross, though. But um, we're going to get well, matter of fact. I got to talk about this Wale record. Wale put out a record called Poke It Out featuring J. Cole. Let me tell you something. This is a hit, 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 hit. It should be a top 10 record, but I know it's not. But I think J. Cole alone is going to provide that major push for it to be a top 40 at the lowest. I mean, top 40 at the highest, my bad. This is a hit record. Poke it out, Wale and J. Cole. You got two top 10 guys 
on the same record. Because, you know, the hottest rappers in the game and the best rappers in the game are totally different for me. What I view as the best, you know what I'm saying, I like niggas who spit bars. But, um, yeah, man, that's a hit. I can't wait till for Lauren, too, man. That's an album that I'm anticipating for sure, that I'm excited about. Um, uh, there's a record that has Eminem, Polo, G, and Mozzie, and Skylar Gray that recently dropped called Last One Standing. It's a pretty good record. Possibly a top 100 record this year. It's a good song. Polo G and Mozzie did their thing. Eminem did his thing. I like the record. It's pretty solid. But other than that, I'm going to get the fuck up out of here for real. This is King Known Uncensored Mid Music Fridays, and I'm out of here.